This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, June 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. $7 billion for broadband. Workers leave in drought. USDA testing cover crop aid and tax policy major concern to farmers. Delays raise suspense over $7 billion broadband proposal. Legislative leaders announced a new budget agreement between the two houses yesterday. As the news came out, the Senate Budget Committee bumped its hearing to today. Among the many items on the agenda is a proposal from the governor for $7 billion to spend over two years on broadband connectivity. The funding comes from a mix of American Rescue Plan dollars and state taxpayer fund. The proposal is still an early concept. Budget committees are likely to approve placeholder language and return to the issue later this summer after the state budget's been passed. This raised concerns for Joy Sterling, who serves on the State Board of Food and Ag. I'm very, very concerned that delays are already happening, said Sterling during a board hearing yesterday. I find that slow walking is generally a tactic for pushing things off so that they just don't happen or giving the providers the leeway to derail the proposal. Farmers fear post-drought worker shortage. Farmer Joe Del Bosque told the State Board of Food and Ag yesterday that fallowing acres due to the drought will directly result in lost wages for farm workers. Del Bosque says we can't afford to lose anybody. What if next year we have more water and we can plant more acreage? Then we don't have the people. It's really a challenge for us to match our water, our crops, our people, and our markets. Board President Don Cameron said he's noticed that workers on his farm get tired of seeing their hours cut during a drought. It's a lot easier for them to pick up and leave and go to a different area, different state, said Cameron, adding that this will affect every community along the west side of the San Joaquin Valley. When the water does come back, I believe we'll see a much more severe issue with labor. Board member Don Bransford pointed out that disaster relief dollars tend to go to the farmer and the communities suffer horribly. We've got to figure out how we can get the support of these that these communities need to support our schools, families, mental health, and so on to keep this together, said Bransford. Well, in case you missed it, Jamie Johansson is on this week's edition of AgriPulse Open Mic. This week's guest is Jamie Johansson, the president of the California Farm Bureau. With a push toward climate smart agriculture from the state and federal governments, Johansson says farmers shouldering a tremendous regulatory burden, that in addition to one of the state's worst droughts. Johansson discusses the ideological disagreement with those who call for land preservation and oppose working lands. The conversation also covers the shortage of farm workers and how this impacts California's diversity of crops. USDA tries out cover crop premium subsidies. The Biden administration is testing an idea for promoting cover crop adoption that has proven popular in some states, offering farmers a subsidy on their crop insurance premiums. USDA is using coronavirus relief funding to give farmers a one-time premium subsidy of up to $5 an acre. 
The subsidies will complement popular programs that now exist in Iowa, Indiana, and Illinois. Farmers are expected to claim the benefits on as many as 4 million acres. So what's next? Well, advocates of the program hope the subsidies can get long-term funding through the climate and infrastructure legislation that's now being negotiated. Ferd Hofner, an ag policy consultant, cautions that a temporary program could limit the effectiveness of the subsidies. He hopes such subsidies can eventually be expanded to other soil health practices. Biden tax proposals worry farmers. Producers continue to be very concerned about federal tax policy and higher taxes on inherited assets. According to the latest monthly Purdue University CME Group survey, 78% of farmers are concerned that changes in tax policy will make it harder for them to pass on their farms to the next generation. 83% expect capital gains taxes to increase within the next five years. Some 71% of producers say they are very concerned about the loss of stepped-up basis. President Biden has proposed to tax all capital gains at death, eliminating the stepped-up basis from which heirs now benefit. Taxes would be deferred on family farms as long as they stay in operation. The survey sponsors say that concern about tax policy could be one factor leading some producers toward a less optimistic view of the future as reflected in this month's Future Expectations Index. Grassley zaps USDA over electric vehicle budget request. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa is ripping USDA for earmarking $25 million in its budget request for transitioning its vehicle fleet away from conventional fuels. According to USDA's fiscal 2022 budget summary, the funding will go for hybrid, alternative, and or electric vehicle charging infrastructure as an interim critical step to meet strategic clean energy goals. Grassley told reporters that it's, quote, sad to see even USDA is trying to eliminate a market which farmers rely on. He called President Biden's attempt to electrify the government vehicle fleet, quote, wishful thinking. There were over 657,000 vehicles in the government's inventory in FY 2020. That, according to the General Services Administration, about 37,000 of those were USDA's. FDA supports vaccines for migrant seasonal food ag workers. The Food and Drug Administration is encouraging the food industry to support vaccinations of migrant and seasonal food and agriculture workers, pointing companies to a host of resources, including a communications toolkit. The Department of Health and Human Services, through the Health Resources and Services Administration, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and FDA, coordinating efforts to support COVID-19 vaccination of migratory and seasonal agriculture workers, including workers in the food sector. Sustained close contact among workers, multi-generational and congregate housing, shared transportation, and existing health disparities place these workers at higher risk of being exposed to COVID-19, as well as disproportionate illness and mortality, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says. Here's some statistics. Cases of COVID have been falling steadily over the past 30 days. That according to CDC, which says 62.8% of Americans have received at least one shot.
Here's today's He Said It. The rest of us need to think a little bit more like L.A. I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but it's absolutely true. That Chris Shearing, environmental attorney for the California Farm Bureau, describing to the State Board of Food and Ag how the city is in much better place than farm country, having diversified its water supplies over the years. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, June 2nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.